This podcast is presented by SoCal Run, the Southern California Regional Energy Network. We're a collection of local governments that come together to promote energy efficiency programs for residents, businesses, and public agencies. Welcome to Re-Energizing Communities, your connection to conversations about energy efficiency that can help you influence change at home, at work, and in your community. Thanks so much for joining us. In today's episode, our host, Julie Castro, welcomes two guests from the city of West Hollywood, long-range planning and sustainability manager Robin Eason and senior administrative analyst Aaron Hammant share insights on multiple energy efficiency initiatives completed during the city's eight-year partnership with SoCalRen. Plus, they talk about ways they're working together to bring energy resilience to West Hollywood. Let's get started. Welcome, Robin and Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us today. Robin, when did the city of West Hollywood join the SoCalRen public agency programs and why? We joined SoCalRen in 2017 with the intention to have an organization or third party help us with some of our municipal and community-wide energy efficiency goals. And so when we learned about SoCalRen and all of the programs and offerings and resources, we sort of jumped at the chance to, to work with them, really help us implement a lot of the things that we had in our climate action plan. Erin, how has participating in SoCalREN and previously being a part of a local government partnership helped you with West Hollywood's energy initiatives? I joined the city about three years ago, and it was so great because Robin had already enrolled the city. So I got to jump in and get acquainted with the partner cities that were also participating. At the time, it, it was Beverly Hills. Culver City, Malibu, Santa Monica, and that's Hollywood. Really also the city of Santa Clarita. Having peers that are also working on similar projects, working in the same industry, government. You know, we have different entity relationships with our utility companies that we're navigating. We have different energy goals. We have state requirements, regional requirements, et cetera. It really is a place to share, learn, talk about challenges, talk about how we navigate them. The Westside Energy Partnership's just been a, a great part of my job since I, I've started with the city of West Hollywood. The city of West Hollywood is a, is a tiny but mighty 1.9 square mile city. We have a really ambitious work plan citywide. We also know that we have limited staff resources and expertise in-house to diagnose and execute on our energy efficiency projects on our own. Being able to be a part of that partnership and have SoCalRen at the table, we were able to, to leverage that expertise and their wisdom and their partner network to be able to advance on all of the initiatives that we learned about through the partnerships and that some of the other West Side cities had been able to progress upon before us. What are some of the energy projects your city has completed with SoCalRen's support? We've been able to do quite a bit within the partnership and with SoCalRen's help. We replaced uh, lighting in our two main parking structures with LED fixtures. That was one of our first projects that went really well and ended up saving us a, a lot of energy. We replaced electrical and gas fixtures in some of our city facilities. 
one of the biggest game changers was creating a comprehensive energy usage report for all of our facilities that really helped identify historic trends and, and costs in our various facilities and really made the invisible visible to a lot of our staff. I think they were doing a good job taking one-off projects related to energy efficiency, but really seeing the bevy of energy usage overall in charts and graphs and showing that to our facilities and engineering divisions really, I think, set off some sparks about how to better roadmap and target different facilities for different audits and different programs. And then we did a bit of education and awareness with our community at different types of events that we had throughout the city. One that I really beneficial was getting all of our electricity accounts put into the Energy Star Portfolio Manager because of um, AB802 and our state benchmarking requirement now. All 18 of our city facilities are in there. We learned how to, to submit that application. Once our energy data was in there, we worked with Southern California Edison to allow SoCalREN access to the green button, which helps us look at our energy data even more intensely, hour by hour, day by day, and, and make some predictions of where we could even save more in the futures. We upgraded and replaced HVAC units at one of our community centers at Palmer Park. We did a city hall audit and then an audit of our city yard, called the Romaine Yard. Those have not been implemented yet, but we have a whole list of future projects and recommendations on how to save more energy in the future. Unfortunately, COVID derailed a lot of money that we had been earmarking for some building retrofit projects, but now everything's back on the drawing board for how we want to use our city facilities, occupy them, et cetera. The Westside Partnership and SoCalREN helped us look at retrofitting our streetlight programs. The city took ownership from our, our local utility of our streetlight operations. Retrofitting those to LED will save us 717,000 kilowatt hours per year in energy. That comes with fiscal savings as well. That's really exciting. And I know we're in process completing that work. Then the two parking structure retrofits, the partnership helped us identify $16,000 worth of incentives to reduce the cost. And that project ended up saving us 190,000 kilowatt hours per year. Energy efficiency is updating your, your lighting systems and you get these amazing significant savings and then it can go into automation and smart meters and technology. We're looking at all of those things and this program's really helped us keep prioritizing it year after year. Can you talk a little bit more about how you connect with city staff as well as community members to help make decisions about these investments as well as sharing successes about these investments? We have our maintenance team working with SoCalREN to come on site do an audit, come up with some technical recommendations, then setting up the meeting with our staff and SoCalREN representatives to share what they found is really, really helpful because it's not only showing staff what could happen, but they're also being educated so that in the future, they're coming up with other recommendations as well or wanting to take other trainings to become more literate in, in energy management. That's 
what we've used, at least on the maintenance side. So we, we really use the information provided by this program to, to bring our staff up to speed, to empower them to want to learn more, to make their own recommendations. And then also just their historical knowledge with the facilities working in the city through the site walks different things come to mind that they're showing the person doing the audit, different things that they've seen or asking questions, which then ends up making the audit even better because it might bring up other issues that weren't thought of at the beginning. That was definitely something with our library that was really helpful on that site visit. We've been trying to be cognizant of telling stories in a number of different ways. Erin and I work together at the end of each year, we try to put together a summary of all the things that the city has done related to energy efficiency, whether it's community education, whether it's um, some of the hard projects that we worked on to really just kind of bring it all together and how much the city has been focusing on its energy footprint and reducing that energy footprint over the course of the year and then year over year. We also partner with our communications department to pump out different sort of social media graphics and messaging related to how the community can be a part of the solution to reduce their energy usage as well and giving them tips on how to do that. We also created a sustainability web webpage where we have a summary of the things that we've been doing within the partnership as well and try to be really creative in the different ways that we have touch points with the community. We also did a number of different pop-ups at our farmer's market, which occurs every Monday, educating folks on, on what we're doing and some of the rebate programs that are out there. Then we have what's called National Night Out, which is a public safety community event every year. We usually have an energy booth there where we do games with the community to educate them on energy usage awareness. It's been really fun just thinking about the different ways that we can tell stories of not only why this is important, but just how the community can also get involved. Erin, can you share a little bit about the energy campaign? In October every year, there's California Clean Air Day. In 2019, our city council adopted a resolution to pledge our support for clean air. And as a part of that campaign, we worked with the local government partnership in SoCalREN to come up with a whole month of energy efficiency messaging. So we started in the beginning of October and we announced about Clean Air Day and about Energy Efficiency Day for four weeks throughout the month. We put together educational materials that we emailed out. They were fun messages, teaching staff and our boards and commissions and council members all about energy. So whether it was energy efficiency, whether it was the vampires where you leave the, the cords plugged in and they're still fucking Yeah, energy. energy vampires. Yeah, I remember that was, so we went around the building and took photos of people unplugging their devices. Someone had a cape actually in their office because West Hollywood's known for its Halloween and of course, October with Halloween. So it was really fun. The, mo the momentum just kept building. SoCal Run helped us put together energy engagement toolkits. So we had three different locations throughout the city. We spread them out between the different staff so that they could check out 
the toolkit. The toolkit ended up having an energy monitor, a smart outlet plug, a solar charger, this energy stick to, to teach people about energy currents within our body. There was also a power strip and a thermometer gun. Folks checked them out, took them home for a day, a couple days, a week, and really got to explore more in depth in a fun manner for our energy month. We called it encouraging an energy champion in all of us. At the end, we celebrated all of our success and had a presentation. All staff were invited. We had our utility partners come in as well as SoCalREN and part of the partnership. And we taught folks about the different state energy goals, regional energy goals, why this campaign was important. And it was just a whole month of talking about energy and it was really fun. Another part of the campaign that was really fun was the social media component. We challenged everyone to send us photos of them saving energy. Part of being an energy champion, we put together a raffle to give away some tote bags with our logo on it. Everyone started participating that through encouraging people to participate and take photos, they were also becoming leaders in a way and becoming that energy champion. Then they were able to talk about it. They had to send the photo and explain what they were doing. And then we shared all the photos on the internet page so people could look at them. And then we did the raffle and, and gave away five or six bags so that it wasn't just one person telling all staff about something. It became a wave of people talking about it. Of all of the work that you have done all the energy projects and energy initiatives. What would you recommend to another city? Definitely the energy champion campaign. I think that that really made a difference in just people waking up, waking up people's minds at all levels. I mean, we had directors, we had staff level, we had managers participate and just to see how excited everybody was to participate and kind of feed off of Aaron's infectious energy was just a really great revelation to realize that we can do this in community. That would be really important for any city looking to not just have a few people be responsible for energy usage, but have it the entirety of their city community. The LED lighting retrofit, that was our first project that we did in the parking garages. And that was so attainable because it was really just replacing receptacles with better, more efficient lighting. And it's, it's, one of those low-hanging fruits that can bear great dividends in terms of energy cost savings and energy usage savings. It's just something that can be done pretty easily with the help of SoCalRen and others where it can just be a small win of success. And a lot of times that's what you need to get the ball rolling. The other thing I would say that was really pivotal was the comprehensive energy usage report. We were really doing projects a little blind, not having that information, but doing the best we could with what we had. And once we were able to amass that data and just illuminate which of our facilities might need more attention or might need to be prioritized over others, that really set the tone for how we can journey in reducing our carbon footprint in a way that was smarter and more informed. And since then, Aaron and I have worked together to make sure we continue to co-create a database 
of information where we can make data-driven informed decisions moving forward and really try to maximize not only the dollars, but the impact within our city with that information. From the facilities management perspective, Robin and I are sustainability professionals and our goal is we're very successful. Talking about sustainability is no longer needed. We're embedding it in the core of everything that we do, but Honestly, that's really not the case yet. There's the return on investment side, the finance side, there's the field and the knowledge just is ever changing. So keeping everyone on staff up to speed with that, it's it's moving balls. One thing that I would really recommend is every public agency has a, a capital program. In West Hollywood, is we have project names now. Every budget cycle, we have something called the the water conservation projects, and then we have energy conservation projects. That's almost a placeholder to keep filling in what those upcoming projects are, just going by the project name, just to ensure that these goals are embedded until we get to that future state where the We don't need to call it out anymore, but from a, a management side, keeping it at at the top of our priority list, continually revisiting it. It's really helpful since our work plans are really dictated by the budget. Keeping that in the budget top of mind is, is another recommendation. Shifting gears a bit, West Hollywood is part of the LA Ventura County Community Choice Aggregator called Clean Power Alliance or CPA, which allows for local control of electricity and community energy programs. How is West Hollywood collaborating with CPA to improve energy reliability and sustainability? West Hollywood was one of the first jurisdictions to join the Clean Power Alliance. And one of the first things that we did once it was available and once the Clean Power Alliance had the ability for cities to opt into a tier level program was to become a 100% green power city, which essentially means that we opted into all of the generation procurement for our city be renewable energy. By doing that, we opted in all of the customer accounts within our city to also be 100% green power. And we've maintained 99% customer participation at that level with the ability to also make sure that those that qualify and are on billing assistance receive the subsidies that they need and are not overburdened by having 100% renewable energy powered in their homes and businesses. So one of the priorities right now is working with the Clean Power Alliance to assess the potential for solar plus storage in one of our main community centers in, in Palmer Park as part of our sustainability and resilience strategy. It'll be our first project to have solar and storage if we're able to make it happen and thinking about some of the disruption that's happened with the pandemic, the stress that's on our grid currently and the reliability of that, we definitely want to be sure that as we continue to improve energy efficiency wise, that we're also thinking of resiliency and our vulnerability to extreme heat and how can we harden our physical infrastructure to be able to withstand any outages, short-term and long-term over the course of the coming years and decades. We're really excited about the potential for that project moving forward, and we'll continue to work with CPA on some of the other programs that they have coming down the pipe as well. 
Also, the Palmer Park Community Center is our city's secondary emergency operations center. So that's also why we selected it for the solar energy and storage location. It operates as a cooling center for LA County residents. And it's also the place where our senior center is located, our teen center, and a lot of community programs. We've been able to educate staff on how energy solutions also help with emergency management with uh, resiliency goals. So that's also been successful and we're excited about it. When managing a city's energy, how do you manage multiple priorities and opportunities? And how do you find out what you don't know? Related to how do you know what you don't know? I've always relied on just being super curious about the project at hand making sure I'm asking a lot of questions, following up for clarity's sake, if something is hard to understand or just to to make sure that I'm clear on how to move forward. And then it's also surrounding yourself with experts, knowing who those experts are or asking questions about who those experts are that may have the knowledge that you need to, to move forward. One other thing I like to do is ask the question, what am I not asking that would be good for me to know? (laughs) And I find that that is a provocative question, particularly for experts, because uh, a lot of times they're used to prompts, but it also requires them to think a little bit about the conversation and the universe of the conversation and put in some additional inputs or lessons learned that they might not have offered otherwise without that question. That's usually my go-to question when I'm trying to figure some things out and realizing that I have limited knowledge related to that. In terms of how do I manage multiple priorities and opportunities, I think it comes down to when you're assessing a portfolio of projects, really asking what can be some of those small wins to show progress either to the community or to council, but then also what can make the most impact and do the most good from a community first perspective. So the small wins like the the fixture or the small appliance replacement, which which are great, but then thinking of high impact projects that can be an investment in some of the city facilities at Plummer Park, which is on our east side, and which is the area of our city that has the highest concentrations of low wealth households, of persons with disabilities, of older adults over 65, and just those that are most impacted by climate change through their unique lived experience. Thinking about our investments in city energy projects at the Plummer Park campus, we're thinking that investments in those areas can go a really long way in providing options and alternatives for those groups to be in optimal thermal comfort, either in emergencies or during normal times for them to have access to play and respite and connection with sufficient lighting and much, much more. So we talked a bit about our resiliency goals. And I think one of the things I just wanted to highlight too, is that in a In addition to making sure that the facility is working during times of public outages, we wanted to also make sure that our resiliency aligned with where people already are gravitating to feel safe anyway. Plumber Park is highly utilized by not only the subpopulations I just mentioned, but by most people on the east side that are active or just want a place to congregate for connection. It's already a place that people are familiar with, that feel comfortable 
what better place to then strengthen our infrastructure than in a place where people would likely gravitate towards anyway if they didn't know what was going on outside of there being a huge disruption happening within their homes or nearby. So we wanted to be really thoughtful about that and apply that community first lens in all that we do in addition to then moving forward some of those small wins. Is there anything that you wish your residents and businesses knew about the work that you're doing that perhaps they don't know? The city can do a better job with our public disclosure of of all of our progress towards a clean energy future and how we continue to reduce energy usage in our facilities. I have this dream and I know it's shared by a number of staff members that as we become a smarter and more digitized city, we can have public dashboards in strategic locations that can educate our community about all that we're doing, but also display our progress in real time about the energy that we're saving in this facility because of these energy conservation measures, but just really have that messaging front and center and in a way that is friendly to consume. If, if we can get to that point in our monitoring and just messaging, it will not only continue to educate the community about what we're doing, but also continue to inspire them to be part of the solution and to have those ready messages available for for how they can do that as well. I've walked into a building before where it, it shows you this much energy is being saved by the solar we have on our roof. These are constructed wetlands to help clean our water runoff or different aspects of a green building holistically. Educating on that, whether it's dashboards or signage in the building is just so powerful because when people come to a space that's built for public use and they become comfortable in that space, that's really when you can reimagine how to implement it in your own space, indoors or outdoors. I'm really a big fan of modeling the leadership that we want to see being implemented in the future. What else is on your five to 10 year horizon? What would you like to see the city of West Hollywood implement in that time frame? West Hollywood's so small, it's so much easier to take a, a really big idea and try it out. I would love to see in the next five to 10 years, some kind of a microgrid project. We're one of the most dense cities in LA County. We have a lot of rooftops. They're not all owned by the same person. So that in itself is going to be a challenge, but a project like a microgrid for the community and with resiliency, but also it can help with future costs and increasing costs of of our energy use. So something like that, I think would be great in West Hollywood. Palmer Park could also be a good candidate for that, just given all the work that we've been doing with Clean Power Alliance as well, and how that is central to emergency operations and cooling centers and all of the centers that, (laughs) that it is. In addition to that, if we're thinking big, we, like other cities across the region and state, are really interested in decarbonizing our existing buildings with the intent to be really holistic and equitable in our approach. We just passed our climate action plan update in December, and our city council was really wanting to kick off some study of building performance standards within our community. We're working to mobilize, figuring out how to bring someone on to help us do that, that that's going to be the biggest nut to crack over the next five years, for sure. It'll definitely take longer than that, but just even setting up a program that makes sense given our building stock 
and all of the different components of affordability and energy burdens and things like that. Because we're a built-out city and a lot of our existing building stock are pretty aged at this point, it's going to be really important to focus on that stock moving forward versus new constructions. I want to thank both of you for coming today and for sharing all of your experience and all of the achievements that you've been an instrumental part of with the city of West Hollywood. Thank you both for your time and sharing all of these insights. Remember that reducing your energy use today means securing a safer, more affordable and sustainable tomorrow. For more information on energy efficiency opportunities that can help you save energy and money, visit SoCalREN.org or call 877-785-2237.